I got a gripe. Oh, boy. Here we go. I, you know what really grinds my gears? A lot of things, Josh. <laughs> yeah, I'm just Andy Rooney. <laughs> 60 Minutes is Andy Rooney. Welcome to our new segment, What's Grinding Josh's Gears? <laughs> so there's a thing going around the internet mm-hmm. while we're recording this. Yes. Which is a, like, 2009 versus 2019. Show yeah. these two pictures. Yeah. Which is very and I look exactly the same in mine. Yeah, have it's an age today. Do you actually look younger? Yeah, isn't it wild? Do you have Benjamin buttons? I do, but I don't like to brag. <laughs> Paula will be gone within twenty years. Yes, so enjoy it while you've got it. <laughs> but it's this thing where people are posting a picture of them in two thousand nine and a picture of them in twenty nineteen, and generally. You know, they're choosing a funny but unflattering photo from 2009 Mm -hmm. and then 2019, something where they've got the glow up. Yeah. And I will say uh, it's people are picking the worst picture of themselves taken in 2009. Yeah. Like the one that in 2009 that was that was posted and you were like, don't show anybody this picture. Yeah. And then they're picking the best picture taken of them in 2019. Yeah. Being like, look at the difference here. And I love it. Yeah. So. I think it's generally harmless. It's another one of these like internet situations. That's great. My gripe is that we've already done this. Have we? We've already done this. I posted this in January. There was a phase of this that happened in the beginning of the year where it was like 2009 versus 2019. Show me the difference, folks. Were other people doing it at that time or did you accidentally start this internet trend? And it took nine months it to catch up. It took nine on. months. Yep. It had to be birthed. No, this was, I definitely did it because other people were doing it too. I looked at it. I have a post from on my Instagram from like January 18th, which is basically the same thing. Hmm. And then everyone is pretending like this didn't already happen. Like we haven't already done this, that we've all collectively forgotten. Like, like it's the movie Shazam. Which doesn't exist. It well, exists. now now it exists because they made a Shazam movie this year. But everyone was really thinking of the Shaq movie, Kazam. No, we were all thinking of Shazam, a movie that we all collectively saw starring Sinbad. It's not a thing that exists. Well, then they took it off the shelves and pretended like it didn't happen. But we all saw it. So that's the end of that kind of list. No, but so we all have already done this meme and we're like, oh, well, I've got better pictures now. And we've all forgotten that this was a thing. It doesn't even make sense. What would make sense is beginning of the decade versus end of the decade, because we are when this episode comes out two or three weeks away from the end of a decade and no one's talking about it. We haven't had enough AV club articles about best of the decade. We're all, we're going into the 2020s people and we're not saying anything about it. What do we know? What do we not know about the 2020s? You know, really any year can be the end of the decade of the decade before. Okay, that That's was just smart. not true. That was smart. It's just not true. No, it kind of was true. No, Very it's smart not true. Me. Any year could be the end of 10 years, but it yes. can't be the end of a decade. Yes. It's always been a decade since something. No, it's not true. It's true. Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we are here to talk with you about the sincere and earnest topics of the day. Ooh. What's our topic this week, Paula? Our topic this week is 
fancy schmancy. Ooh, fancy schmancy. Ooh, bonjour. Ooh, tip of the old hat. Tip of the old hat going to the Eiffel Tower. Is that what fancy people do? Well, so the, you bring up actually a very good point, and I'm going to butcher this, mm-hmm. but um, my brother mm-hmm. is has a degree in linguistics. Okay. And one of the classes that he took in college was about food and wine in throughout time. Oh my God, that's the coolest class. <laughs> it was really cool. So I had to take like international law. <laughs> sure, Boo. international war crimes. Boo. The class. We spent so much time on maritime law. Well, if you ever get arrested at sea. <laughs> and I plan it. on it. Go on. So a good way to tell what people thought was fancy is looking at how fancy restaurant menus are constructed and written. So if you look at the beginning of the 1900s, the more French you have on a menu, the more fancy it was. Okay. So, and I hope it was French. That did not make sense. I, I, we, uh, we can never know. It's lost to history. La ravioli blue. <laughs> Cause ravioli is the most French thing that you can have on a menu. It's the- definitely not from Italy. <laughs> All right. If we're doing fancy schmancy awards, congratulations. You win. I live. <laughs> My cat gets third. But what's funny is that as you go through, so where we are now is that it's as specific as you can get is the fanciest. As opposed to French, it's how specific can you get. So if you think about more generic adjectives, if you were to buy from, you know, a stop and shop, a Kroger, a mm-hmm. big, a Safeway, if you're buying the, like, frozen green beans, okay, they'll call them something like fancy beans, <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> or like... Yes. They're like fresh beans. Yeah. It's a, it's a generic term. A very, yeah. Yep, exactly. And you know what you're getting, and that's why I trust it the most. Right, sure. <laughs> and then the next step up from that is like organic beans. Sure. Or if it were meat, it would be like <laughs> fancy chicken, organic free-range chicken. <laughs> they, would, they would name what the meat is. Yeah, you go right. to some of the, the lower-level ones, and it's just like sack of meat. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Aldi. <laughs> Here's a sack of frozen burger. <laughs> burger could be anything. I love Aldi, though. I, I Aldi's fine. Oh, but... man, I love Aldi. <laughs> really? Yeah, I love Aldi. You can throw a party at Aldi and buy everything and spend a third of what you would at, like, a big, bigger grocery store. Sure. I get worried a little bit about, like, they're really good for in bulk. Sure. But I've gotten their frozen burgers before and been like, this can't be meat. No, there's no, 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 no way that this is meat. No, 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 no. But you just can't think about it. But now the most fancy thing that you can do is you name the place where the thing is from. So it's like, hey, we have a, you know, our our Juicy Lucy burger is made out of Slagle Farms organic free range beef. This actually comes from Tabitha. The cow. Oh, and it's just God. as specific as you, you can be is the, the high bio. end. Yeah. Ooh. Tabitha was born on a moonlit evening <laughs> in November of 2004. Her mom, an Aquarius. <laughs> right, exactly. Which, as we all know, make the best meat. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I think that's totally true. I also think the more details there are, the more likely I am to order the vegetarian option. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't want to. I don't want to associate it together. Yeah, <laughs> meat just appears. You well, understand that that animals exist. Yes, I may have mentioned this before, but I did eat at a restaurant in Iceland that um, you you sat upstairs and you sat next to a window. Fancy already. Thank you. And it was a burger restaurant. Okay. And it was known for its burgers. It was on a farm. And you sat upstairs, and the window looked directly into the cows that would then become the burgers. Oh, wow. So it's like a lobster situation. Yeah, so you are making eye contact with the cows that are going to be on the plate later. Mm, and you're staring so into their soulful you're just big cows. Staring cow into those big soulful eyes. And I will say, uh, pretty difficult, pretty difficult <laughs> meal for me. <laughs> a lot of like avoiding eye contact. It was as if like I had like an ex boyfriend at the restaurant. Like I was just like staring straight ahead. And then you ordered him for dinner. I want that one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Josh, obviously the fanciest time in anyone's life is going to a ball. (laughs) Sure. Sure. You find yourself going to a lot of balls? No, but you know, a far, a fair number of soirees. Mm. I feel like you probably do go to more soirees than most people. You, I give off that impression. Yeah. You definitely give off a big soirée energy. (laughs) (laughs) A grand soiree. Yes, grand soiree. Energy de grand soiree. Yeah. Soiree grand. Because mm. we have to flip it because French is weird. All right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Duolingo. See, I own a suit, but I only wear it twice a year. Yeah. Something like that. So it it always feels so exciting to wear a suit. Like a little treat. Do you find things in your pockets that like remind you of the other times you've worn the suit? Yeah, like programs Mm -hmm. (laughs) and buttons and weird things like that. Yeah, little, little, it's like a little, uh, what is that? What is that called? When you would bury stuff with a time? Time capsule? A little time capsule in your pocket. So, yes, there are some, I am essentially the same height that I was when I was 13. Okay. And a tall 13 year old. Yeah. I grew really early. Yeah. Um, when I was in fifth grade, I played center on our, uh, community ed, uh, basketball team. That doesn't mean a thing to me. The tall boy. Okay. In the, in the basketball court. And it was like, I was tall. I was tall. I was tall. And then eighth grade happened and everyone was taller than me. And I'm, I'm average height now. Anyway, I cannot tell you how many sports coats that if, I've mostly replaced my sports coats from the bar mitzvah circuit. But for a while there, you just pull out kipot and yarmulkes that are like from random friends bar and bar, bat mitzvahs. Where you're like, what is in this pocket? Oh, it's Jeremy Bloomstone's <laughs> bar mitzvah keeper. I really like that. It really is like a little time capsule. Yeah. So like for my dad, who has been an adult since I was 13, he'll like just open up a suit jacket and be like, huh, look at this. Look at this thing. I remember this. See, women don't have that because we're expected to make several costume changes throughout every day Uh and no one can have ever seen the outfit before. Yeah. So my friend, Abby, who is, I would call a wedding expert. Okay has gone to so many weddings Mm -hmm. in the past couple of years. She told me that, and forgive me for being oblivious to this as a man, but you can't wear the same dress to multiple weddings. So that's a rumor. That is a, that is a thing. Um, I think that 
Instagram definitely changes it. Sure. So people will be like, oh, if you're going to post pictures. Um, and I think also people really feel that pressure when it's the same people. Oh, interesting. So it's like, it's like if, if like there's like a group of friends from high school and there's three weddings that summer or three weddings that year that are in that same circle. So it's going to be the same people going. Then a lot of times people will not want to wear the same outfit. Okay. I understand that. Yeah. 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 Wanted to switch it up. But then, I mean, I don't know about you, but there are definitely clothes and or configurations of clothes where I'm like, I feel banging in this and yeah. other ones where I'm like, I'm doing it to feel different. So yeah. then you're really ranking your friends based on like, which one do I want to look, which pictures do I want to look the best in from yeah. whose wedding? Which pictures are going to be the most important to me? Yeah. Who's got the best photographer? Who hired hey, the best photographer? Hey, uh, Janet, I'm so excited to have the wedding. I was wondering if you could send me the website of your photographer. I don't need one. I just kind of want to decide if this is potentially going to be a profile pic <laughs> or if I'm just going to wear sweatpants. <laughs> but getting ready for a fancy event you watch it in movies and there's all these fun montages it's not like that at all it's not like that in a, in a movie they have so many options and their friends are all sitting there going uh-uh uh-uh and like kind of like thumbs down and goofing yeah. around until they find the perfect outfit yeah and everyone gets very excited about it on sex in the city yes 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 or it's like the montage it's the equivalent of like a rocky training montage yeah but instead it's like first we do the hair then we do the makeup then we do like then we yeah. figure out the full fit of the suit it's very fun very fun and very, not in real life yeah but in real life it's more like oh fuck it's already 4 30 <laughs> yeah 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 it's like, go 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 and <laughs> yeah. there's only one option yeah and if yeah. it doesn't look good we gotta move on <laughs> yeah right exactly exactly and i famously I've had situations where I'm like, I'm going to wear this shirt. And then I'm like, oh, fuck, it's wrinkled. Fuck, 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 fuck. Where are my collar stays? Where the fuck are my collar stays? What's a collar stay? Collar stays are the little triangular boys that you put in the in a button-down shirt or button-up shirt. Button-up shirt. Because a button-down shirt is the one that has the buttons for the collar. That's a different... And a button-up shirt is the one that doesn't have it on the collars. What? <laughs> Yeah. There's a difference? Yeah, that's the difference between them. That's a difference? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. As you button down the collar. Wow. And a button-up shirt, it's up and off. And so in a button-up shirt, the way that the, the collar stays clean and crisp is you put like a little plastic kind of like... It looks like um, what you'd use for gardening to be like, this is a gardenia. Okay. <laughs> But you put it in the collar to make it go straight. That's <laughs> a collar covered stay. in soil. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so you're like, where are the collar stays? My my collar's gonna look floppy. <laughs> oh god, I can only ever find one shoe. Yep. Like, where's the other one? I swear to God, I can tie a tie, but today I can't tie this fucking tie. Yes, yes, yes. And then after I'm done getting ready, I uh, I just throw on my oldest, rattiest coat over it. <laughs> <laughs> in like the fanciest outfit, and then it's like, well. That is a funny thing because we live in Chicago where it is cold for, I would say, soiree season is the cold times. Oh, yeah. Any, uh, any, yeah. And I think any uh, cold weather place. Yeah. Probably relates to this. Yeah. You're like, because there's a point where you're like, I can wear my suit. I can wear my dress. I can mm -hmm. wear whatever. And I'm going to wear my fancy coat because I'm going to wear a pea coat. I'm going to wear something nice. Yeah. Because it'll keep me warm and I'll be able to go out in this. 
However, it gets really cold sometimes where you're like, nope, I'm wearing my tactical winter parka (laughs) over my nice clothes and I'm just going to sweat in this Uber. That is uh, very funny. I was driving last week with my with our friend Deanna and um, we drove we were driving through um, Boys Town where there's like a lot of bars, a lot of clubs, and we drove past a couple of um, gentlemen who were. Good looking guys, uh, and we're clearly going to like a leather event or something. Sure. Like, I mean, we're talking like skin, 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 skin tight leather pants, like high leather boots, high like like hats, like the whole thing. Clearly, like good for them. It took some work getting in those outfits. Sure. They definitely had to like grease down their legs or whatever it is. But it was so cold that they were both wearing their like Columbia jackets over it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, these poor guys, like you work so hard and then you're like, this is time to zip up in my parka. <laughs> this is very funny. So my question for you is if you had to have a Cinderella-esque getting ready sequence. Ooh. What inanimate objects or animate uh, or sentient objects in your home would be part of your carriage? Mm. Wow, that is hard. Okay, well, I do famously have the meanest cat in the whole world. Tallulah loves me. Tallulah loves you, and that's it. So you're coming with me to this ball to to keep her chill. <laughs> and I think that I want her to be kind of the horse. Okay. But I want her to just be a giant cat. <laughs> a horse-sized cat. Sure. <laughs> With a little, what is that, a brindle? The mouth thing? A, uh, not a brindle. Uh, a um, Mouth thing. Harness. No. Saddle? Bridle. Bridle. <laughs> <laughs> so she's, she's chip-chopping around a horse-sized cat, full on. Okay. Um, What could we use as Am a... Am I your driver then? Yeah. I'm your driver with the reins being like... <laughs> Well, almost there, Miss Skaggs. Yeah, but you're riding her on a saddle. <laughs> why, why? But I'm not in the carriage? No. I'm not driving the carriage. I'm just riding to... No, Lou. my dress is so big. <laughs> Your dress is the carriage? <laughs> and I think... What do I think would make a good carriage? Perhaps like... um, Perhaps a toaster. It just pops you out. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. It would be kind of fun. Sleek. Sure, aerodynamic. <laughs> um, Josh, what would you? What kind of inanimate object would you most like to get you ready? What? Okay, let me change this question for you. Okay, what little creatures would you like to dress you, <laughs> a la Cinderella? I'm thinking geckos, <laughs> just like a swarm of Ew, geckos. Think of how right. they would feel crawling up your legs. <laughs> That'd be great. I'd like and, that. You know what? I think the problem with geckos is they're too small. So you'd be at the ball and you'd be like, what is that? And geckos would just fall out of your pant leg. Oh, but that's fun. It's a fun thing that we can all talk about. It's like a fun, if I could time it, I could make it into a trick and they'd be like, oh, oh, how, how funny. <laughs> this, it seems like one of those things that you think is really going to go over well. And everyone with the gal is going to be like, what the hell is up with that some, guy? Yeah, some <laughs> blistering comment of being like, being like, I didn't realize that we'd invited the Geico Gecko to this important fundraiser. Yeah, and and you're gonna they're gonna say something that just cuts you down. Yeah. Absolutely so much. 
and you're gonna look like a fool. Yeah. And then you're gonna have to go wait outside with me because I forgot my ticket. <laughs> so I don't get to Trying go. Trying to in. pull it up on your phone. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, no, I know I have. What email would have it come from? <laughs> Did I get it on Groupon? <laughs> Got a Groupon to the ball. Um. So okay. So my kind of question, and so in Cinderella, I'm kind of forgetting the details here. In Cinderella, inanimate objects got turned into sentient beings. Yes, both little creatures like mice and inanimate objects like pumpkins get turned into like her footmen and the carriage. So do we think that those things had personalities or do you think they were kind of like um, like little zombies? You know, were they making chit chat with her on the way to the ball? Yeah. So I think that there's three different scenarios that it could be. And one of them is the most fun. Okay. So I think that. Let's spill them all out to me. Yeah. yeah. So the three different scenarios are one is that they retain, like when they get turned into this other thing, mm-hmm. they retain whatever they were before. So imagine, so like Tallulah, well, she uses Tallulah for this. Yeah. So Tallulah gets turned into. I don't know. Um, you're plus one. Okay. This would like, not be a good date. She would be biting everybody. Yeah. So, but in this scenario, Tallulah is still Tallulah inside and still thinks she's a cat. She's just in a human body. All right. So we're at the ball. <laughs> she's just in the corner, like licking her hand, like yeah. rubbing it on her hair. Right. Exactly. That kind of scenario. The second. <laughs> Chasing the ankles of everyone. Yep. 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 The second scenario is that. She retains knowledge that she is a cat, but is now a human in her mind. Okay. And I think that would be, that's the most difficult. That's the most difficult. Because they're like, um, okay, so you're telling me I get a couple hours of being a human and all I get to do is just like wait on this girl. Yeah. (laughs) That sucks. I have thumbs for a couple of hours. Yeah, no, I'm going to go to the mall. Like, I'm going to go do stuff I, like, have always wanted to try. (laughs) I'm not going to drive a carriage. You're right, exactly. (laughs) Absolutely not. And the third scenario is that they forget all memory of them being the thing when they're, um, Tallulah being the cat. Yeah. And she's just Derek. (laughs) (laughs) And she is Derek for a short amount of time. So you're telling me there is not an impossible chance. There's is not there's a there's there's not an impossible chance that on the way to the ball and I'm assuming what a 20 30 minute drive? Yeah, it's got to be. Well, cuz at least 5 minutes of that is going down. You get through the gates and then you need to drive for at least 5 to 10 minutes to the actual place where the yeah. ball is being held. There's a long driveway. Mhm. So you get to the grounds, but you're not to the venue. So there's not an impossible chance that on her way to the ball, Cinderella got to chatting with a pumpkin that's now a man. Well, the pumpkin's the carriage, but yes, let's let's okay. let's zoom. So she this. got to talking to a rat that that's now a man. <laughs> yep. So you're telling me it's not an impossible situation that Cinderella, on her way, gets to chatting with this rat that's yep. now a man named Derek, uh-huh. and she falls in love with him. Yeah, no, Derek's gonna shoot his shot. <laughs> Derek's gonna shoot his <laughs> shot. So it's not impossible <laughs> that Cinderella falls in love with a rat. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, and she doesn't even go inside. She's making out with Derek the rat. <laughs> She's like, we only have till midnight. That's I'll a- carry on your memory in our child. <laughs> That's a much more interesting. Now, here's the question. Here's the question. If she and Derek have marital relations, okay. 
extramarital relationship. Extramarital, premarital. They, she gets pregnant with Derek's child. Yeah. Is it a human or a rat? Damn. <laughs> or is it a rat person? Like a I'm, master splinter kind of situation from Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah, Turtles. Yeah, I'm actually really terrified that that's exactly what it is. Because at midnight, it's going to change in her belly. I don't understand how pregnancy works and I don't care to. Uh, but it's going to change in her belly. And she's going to have a horrible rat baby. Hey. That she'll love. Adorable rat baby. <laughs> But I think cartoons make it look cuter than it will be. Life begins at Rapception. <laughs> I think this thing's coming out and it just, it, it looks horrible. <laughs> Little claws, like big pointy ears. It's very Minotaur-esque. Yeah, it's like, it's not like a cute version that you would hope it is. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then would the rat remember? Is the rat running around being like, there's my son? Well, so this is... Now we get into the B movie mm-hmm. where the B movie starring Jerry Seinfeld, his B character, clear Renee Zellweger's human character yeah. clearly wants to bump with this B. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a <laughs> pretty weird plot. <laughs> yeah. So then he's like Cinderella just chilling and she's like, hey, welcome to our home. And they're like, you're a single parent. And she's like, no, I'm not. Scurry, scurry, scurry. Rat on shoulder. And the rat can no longer speak. Can't just speak. Say, speak, speak, speak. Speaks. And everyone's like, get that rat off your shoulder. She's like, no, that's my husband. <laughs> now, there's also there's also another scenario with this, though, that I have to run by you. Mm-hmm. So let's say two of the rats, and I think in this situation they were actually mice, but in this they're terrible looking rats. Sure. And uh, they, two rats. It's a modern day retelling of Cinderella. It's a modern day retelling. Two of the rats in human form fall in love. They're hotter as humans as they were as rats. Yep. And they, you know, make a baby while they're humans. Uh Uh-huh. Then they turn back into rats. There's not, there is a small chance here that those rats are having a human baby. (laughs) And then Imagine Cinderella, how large that rat is. <laughs> Cinderella just has to like take care of this baby because <laughs> you can't just leave the rats to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because that's the major issue. I really think the godmother was like pretty mean to Cinderella. <laughs> Dances with rats. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch this movie <laughs> for sure. <laughs> and I guess this also brings up another okay so this brings up another question and we're gonna be on this for the rest of the episode that's fine that's fine because there's a lot of things i want to unpack okay so (laughs) so i guess my question is Mm -hmm. if you retain your memory across your various corporeal forms Mm -hmm. let's say it went the other way so let's say we were humans but we got cursed and got turned into chairs yeah while you're a chair, are you attracted to other chairs or are you attracted to other humans? I wish I had an answer for you. I would assume it's a little from column A, a little from column B. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. You know, it's kind of whatever is presented in front of you. Well, it's like. But also, that's asking if chairs are, if this, if this chair is attracted to the chair you're sitting in. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Toy Story situation. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, maybe a more practical version of this is the movie The Shaggy Dog. Or the Shaggy DA that oh. I watched last night. Okay. Where the premise is the Shaggy dog decides to run for district attorney. 
Does he clean up the streets? There is a full five minute theme song that's just like we're electing a shaggy da like it's cro- it's wild <laughs> but is he attracted to dogs when he's a dog i spent i i wondered this the entire movie is he attracted to his wife or or other dogs i don't know and if he has a dog wife mm-hmm. i think is that's that kosher. is he cheating no 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 he can have he can live two separate lives. Yeah, two separate two separate beings, two separate lives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think that's fine. And I kind of wish he would have had a dog wife. <laughs> I think it would have improved the movie. Last question here. Do we think Tallulah is just like a candelabra that's been animated into a cat and at some point she's going to turn back into a candelabra? Wouldn't be the weirdest thing to happen in this house. <laughs> Paula, I'm bringing back a segment that we've done once, and I don't remember what it was called, but we're going to call it for now, Cursed Out. That feels like probably good. Yeah. So Cursed Out is a segment where we talk about curses, Mm -hmm. whether they be witchcraft or superstition or curse words. And I think I would argue, so some people I think are going to be like, oh, that's not very earnest. But it is earnest because earnesty, earnestness, is earnesty a word? Earnesty's not a word. It should be. You're looking me in the eye. You're telling me earnesty's not a word. It's earnestness. Earnesty. The importance of being earnesty. I love it. I'm going to use it anyway. So the thing with earnesty is... um, (laughs) (laughs) It just sounds like you're saying the word honesty weird. Earnesty. So I'm feeling real earnesty today. Um, so the thing with earnesty is uh, it doesn't have to necessarily be positive. You know, you can earnestly, it just has to be genuine. Yes. It just has to be like genuine and real and you can earnestly hate something or you can earnestly want to curse it. And I think in a way cur- curses are very earnest. And I would argue that you can't, you probably can't do a curse and have it be effective if you don't believe it with your whole being. Yes, that's true. And that right there, honey, that's earnestness. That's earnesty. (laughs) So what I want to talk about today is curses that come from my culture. Hat boys. Yiddish curses. So there are some devastating... So in Yiddish, which is a Eastern European language that is kind of like historically was the common language for Jewish people... Mm -hmm. Whereas Hebrew was the biblical language. So it's almost like imagine in Christianity or Catholicism where like you'd speak the vernacular, you know, English or Italian or Spanish or whatever. But in church, you would speak in Latin because that was like the holy language of the of the mm-hmm. church and Christianity or whatever. So and Yiddish, the medical profession. Yes. Yes. And plants and plants. <laughs> so and sometimes stars. <laughs> So Yiddish uh, has some devastating insults that you can and curses you can put upon people. So kinds of things where you could curse someone to be like, he should grow a wooden tongue. Oh, that's so mean. It's incredibly mean. How do you say it? Oh God, I'm not gonna butcher this. So I I. Okay. 
something like that. I don't know. My grandma speaks fluent Yiddish. I cannot speak Yiddish at all. But it gets inc- they get incredibly specific. So here's one. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he should have a large store. And whatever people ask for, he shouldn't have. And what he does have shouldn't be requested. That's so specific. It's so specific. Like, That's like, I hope you have a small business and it freaking flops, loser. Yeah, right. Exactly. I Where it's love like, I that. hope you're successful enough to feel the pain of having an unsuccessful small business. Wow. I hope you go to Shark Tank. I hope you raise the money. And I hope it absolutely flops. These are really magical. Do you have another specific one? Yes, I do. As many years as he's walked on his feet... Let him walk on his hands, and for the rest of the time, he should crawl along on his ass. Wow. Can you imagine sitting in a coffee shop with someone, and you're kind of like, you know what? I don't really like Karen very much. Sometimes I think I don't really like her. And the other person looks you dead in the eye and says, I hope they lose the ability to walk on their legs, and they got to crawl around on their hands, rubbing their ass on the ground. (laughs) And you'd be like, I... I didn't mean like that. I just meant like sometimes she's loud. <laughs> like, Well, Josh, speaking of curses, I think that fancy schmancy clothes bring their own. Well, I would say fancy schmancy events have their own kind of curse to them. Do tell. Small talk. Yeah. Which yeah. is a, a completely different kind of curse. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of seeing people that you don't know well. Yeah. And it's a kind of a fancy event. So you're kind of expected to be a little charming. Mm-hmm. And you have to talk about the weather. You're not supposed to scream at them. Mm-hmm. And I think the other event that we haven't mentioned that falls within fancy schmancy events is also reunions mm. and things like that. It's that same kind of you see them once every somewhere between two to ten years. Yeah. And so you have to have your elevator pitch ready of who you are. Mm hmm. What you've been up to, mm-hmm. some kind of topical thing to talk about in case you need, in case you get stuck in this conversation. Yeah, and it has to be a good topical thing. You can't be like my favorite topic, which is like zombies are coming right now, buddy. What are you grabbing from your house? They're going to be like, please don't. <laughs> please, this is Cheryl and Derek's day. <laughs> they met each other as mice and now they're in love humans. <laughs> And we hope the fairy godmother does not change them back. Yeah, we please don't do anything. I, we're not superstitious, but like we're worried that they're going to change back. I roll out being like, hey, if y'all were Dracula, how much blood would you drink? <laughs> they're like, what? <laughs> please leave. And I think the problem is you always get, you know, you know that at one point in the night you're going to get caught in a conversation with someone you don't want to be talking to yes and you just have to have enough i would say like conversation juice alcohol yeah (laughs) i was thinking in a metaphorical sense that you like you you like a car having enough gas but yeah alcohol really is conversation juice or soda yeah like i want to drink so much diet coke that i'm running up a wall yeah i'm imagining myself um, walking into a formal event 
covered in metaphorical conversational armor where like I've only got so much ammo and swords and yeah. knives that are ways for me to get out of a conversation that I don't yeah. want to be in. Like yeah. the first one is like, oh, I'm going to go get a drink and yeah. not offer to get them a drink or be like, oh, that person who I haven't seen in a while. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That kind of stuff. I think small talk is so hard. It's and I'm like, yeah. I'm like mega, mega, mega extroverted. I love talking to people, but I, I just have a hard time when it's kind of that like, hello. Like, I feel like I, I meet someone and I'm like, hi, what do you think happens after you die? <laughs> like, <laughs> So you and I became friends. And I, I think we've mentioned this in the pod before is that within five minutes of us meeting, mm-hmm. Well, I was, thought you were somebody else for the entire first time. This is true. And then when you realized that I wasn't that person, yeah. you were like, we essentially were like, what's the worst relationship you've ever been in? Yeah, we just immediately were like, hi, nice to meet you. Tell me all your theories. Yeah, <laughs> right, exactly. And so what I think this comes down to, and the reason we have this podcast in the first place, is because you, Paula, are a very earnest person. And it sounds like you oh, have a hard time making conversation when you're not earnestly invested in the topic at hand. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> so like the weather. It it definitely it definitely if I know I'm going to an event where I have to make uh like and when I say small talk, I don't mean talking to strangers. I mean like when you have to like do that kind of like surface level like Yep. You know like like literally like very light conversations and you have to be very careful. Um I like honestly have to kind of practice on the way there. I have to be like okay, well it's been been kind of cold out so that's a thing here's an internet meme that is everyone's okay with yeah like what's the news what's happening in the news that i can talk about (laughs) like what i what i end up doing is i it's almost like a formal event is the equivalent of going to a bunch of open mic nights and working on a joke Mm -hmm. but instead of working on a joke you're working on a bad joke yeah and you're working on your own personal history. So it's just like, how many reps can I get in to be able to shrink down the elevator pitch of how am I doing? Yeah. Yeah. What is your, what do you think your like go to thing has been lately? Like if you have to like make kind of like small talk with somebody that you don't know well. Yeah. So my whole job is essentially conference calls. Mm. So that's, I can vouch for that because sometimes I'm at your apartment when you're working from home. Yeah. And you you are on all the conference calls. Yeah, I'm on a lot of calls. Yeah. And so my go-to line on a conference call, mm-hmm. so when you're in like a Google Hangout or a conference call and you're meeting someone for the first time, um, this is my tip to you all. Feel free to steal it. Okay, I'm going to. <laughs> which is, you know, let's say we're meeting for the first time. Mm-hmm. You'll be like, hey, Paula, it's great to meet you. As much as being in a conference call is meeting someone. okay that's very charming that's very charming so i should stop mine what i should like i'm like hi so nice to meet you on this conference call have you ever lived in a building where a ghost also lives (laughs) (laughs) let's all go around the circle and talk about the most traumatic thing that happened in our childhood if you had to rank everyone else at this wedding how would you rank them (laughs) Um, I, I think the one thing I do have down though is I can, I can BS about sports for so long. Oh, really? Yes. That is kind of my secret skill. And I love that people love sports. I earnestly love that. I, I don't understand it. I don't like rules. I don't like details. I don't like a lot of things that go into sports. I don't sports. like rules. I don't like details. And there's a lot of rules and details. It's a very 
broad thing. So, uh, so I'm very good though at like, uh, like I get in an Uber and they're like, oh, how about the Bears? And I'm like, oh man, talk about that defense. Can we try this? Yeah, yeah. Can yeah. we do this live? Yeah. Paul, this is a, a big week in the NFL this week. Oh my god, it's huge. How do you? What do you think our chances are? I mean, well, what what fan are you? Well, oh, who's your team? I mean, well, what's yours? I mean, I'm from New England. I'm a Patriots fan. Okay, Patriots. <laughs> yeah. Man, talk about that defense this year. Yeah, I mean, it is incredible. It's actually legitimately the uh, number one fantasy defense. It's basically the equivalent of having a, a flex player on your fantasy team. Yeah, yeah, I agree. That game last week was unbelievable. Yeah, Tom Brady really isn't doing that. He he seems like he's old, but I, every year he seems like he's too old. Kind of, kind of still pulling it together. Yeah. You think he's gonna? You think he's gonna be in next year? I mean, he said he's going to play until he's 45. Wow, that's that's wild. Hey, what do you think about the Bears? Mitch Trubisky, am I right? <laughs> Man, that's right. Hey, I can't wait for the day that we make it to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that's very good. Right? You just kind of, you have to make, so here's how you, this is my, this is my earnesty trick for everybody. How you make it, like you seem like you know what sports are, is you just say, Wow, that defense. Am I right? Because that can mean it's bad or that can mean it's good. And you don't have to know. And the other person will direct you. So this is also a trick that one of my former coworkers who was in bands for years always said too. So, and this works for comedy. It works for, for music. Mm -hmm. You go to a show mm -hmm. and if it's bad... But you want to support your friend, you just say something along the lines of like, that, wow. Oh. And then they get I, to interpret the wow. Yeah, I would definitely do something bad if someone said that to me after a show. Yeah. For sure I would do something bad. <laughs> For sure I'd get on the mic and just start banshee screaming. <laughs> That's the equivalent of being like, wow, your shirt was good. <laughs> I'd be like, oh. Okay, cool. But it's all about in the delivery of it so that they can they can interpret on their end. Mm. <laughs> the other thing you can say with football is, and I have this is from a friend, uh they in the first half of the game, if you can say they really need to establish the run game. Mm. Okay, I'm gonna use that. <laughs> I'm gonna use that. I'm really impressed with your I'm really impressed with your ability to bullshit that sports that's really good thank you so much i've done entire i have done entire uber rides from the o'hare airport to my house talking about sports <laughs> which is a solid 35 40 minutes yeah yes without traffic without traffic yeah luckily it was nighttime i was i was looking at that window being like go 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 you know what the um you know what the fanciest car is a hummer yep do you know what the second fanciest car is a limo. Trolley. <laughs> a oh, limo. limo. Yes. This is true. This is true. Have you been in a limo before? Uh, I have. I've been in a couple of limos. Oh. Yeah, I don't want to brag. I've been in a couple of limos. Mm. Uh, one was on when I was five on my way to my grandma's wedding. Okay. And one was uh, prom. Yeah. Well, that's the that's the real, that's the big one. That's the ultimate. Uh, Josh, what's your limo experience? I took it to prom. Mm -hmm. I remember being Occasionally like, to school. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Chesterfield School for Fancy Lads. 
no, Tiny I, went to Pub- I went to public school. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we did get a limo. Um, I Honestly, I remember being really psyched for a limo. Yeah. And I cannot for the life of me remember what happened inside the limo. I think that a limo just feels like such a nebulous thing. Like you're like, well, this is going to be an experience. And it really is just kind of like seats that face each other. Yeah. You know, but when you're when you don't know, you're like, and even now, if you were to be like, Paula, I got us a limo. I'd be like, okay, there might be a hot tub in it. <laughs> yeah. What amazing things yeah. are going to be in this limo. There could be a huge cheese bladder. Yeah. But it's really just a long airport shuttle mm-hmm. with LED lights. Yes, yes, yes. Where sometimes the driver isn't listening. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> it's, Have- a, it's a really great way to get it's a really fancy way to get motion sickness it really is just a big uber xl <laughs> it's an uber xxxl um have you heard this story that uber driver not uber drivers have you heard the story that limo drivers uh you have to pass like a very specific test to be a limo driver like it's it's hard i would imagine because like cars aren't usually that long cars aren't usually that long and they and and you have to have like this like level of fanciness fancy mm-hmm. fanciness and i have heard that they have to put a glass of wine on the seat next to them and they have to drive so smoothly that the wine doesn't spill so and i i don't want to know if it's true or not <laughs> so the ultimate limo driver mm-hmm. would be one that puts a glass of red wine on a tempurpedic mattress <gasps> in the limo while someone's jumping up and down on the mattress <gasps> and they're driving around. Wow. The ultimate wine test. That's, the fanciest and schmanciest of limo that's drivers. That's the fanciest and schmanciest person of all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that would be one of the hardest jobs. Would be like a limo driver or like a party bus driver. Because it is just drunk people screaming. Absolutely screaming at you. Partying because you can drink in limos like that's kind of the thing right mm-hmm. and party buses you can and you just have to keep chugging along keep driving yeah so i think the thing that people don't think about a lot is that when you're in the back of a limo you're like like driver put up the partition which yeah is the don't whitest- talk to me yeah which is the whitest way to talk about beyonce's partition um, <laughs> but you're like oh what if they're listening oh no what if they're listening is like the worry in the back mm-hmm. if i was the driver i wouldn't want to know anything about those people. No, I'd be I, listening to my podcast. I'd be listening to Being Earnest. <laughs> yeah, just put up the partition and you just sit there listening to your own music yes. with your own thoughts. It's yes. just like, it's the equivalent of like slow dancing in a crowded room. Yes. It's like, and there's so much action around you, but you have to be so like, it's just me and the road. Yeah. Me in the road in this beautiful car that I love. The only exception would be if it was anyone remotely famous. Well, like if Michael Keaton was your limo driver? No, 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 no. If I was the limo driver for Michael Keaton. Oh, I like see. if I, I if I think a limo driver, I would all I would put a little recording device back there just to listen. That's so illegal. It's That's a limo a driver. Limo rules, baby. <laughs> the, it's like maritime law. It's limo time law. Anything goes at sea. Yeah. <laughs> a limo driver can marry you within a limo. Paula, what's the least useful and most extraneous piece of clothing or accoutrement that is suddenly okay when you're in a fancy situation? Mm. 
I mean, definitely like at evening gloves. And I don't know if those are okay because I've never been in a situation where I would be like, <laughs> time to put on my evening gloves. But there definitely is a time a, a time where that was acceptable. Mm-hmm. Which is very silly because you're just inside with sweaty hands yep. wearing these long silk gloves. That you can't get wet. That you can't get wet. <laughs> and, and why is it? Is it like a germ thing or? I don't know. I think it's just like for those people that are into wrists. Mm, really you don't want them going. to see it. Yeah, <laughs> hide it, hide it, and around one of those pervy wrist guys. <laughs> um, how about you? What do you think? I think for me, it's probably either a vest or a pocket square. Mm, or, I love or, a pocket square. I think a pocket square always looks very sharp. Yeah, I like, but but folding a pocket square is the hardest thing in the fucking universe. You just shove it in there. Well, because sometimes it's like not all pockets are real pockets. Yeah. That sounds dumb, but not all pockets are real pockets. No, that's a, that's true. I'm a I'm a woman who has to wear women's pants sometimes, and that means that uh, that uh, sometimes the pockets look like they're a pocket and they're not. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes they're like it's like half an inch. Sure, sure. The other thing that I'm almost afraid to admit. Mm, here we go. The tiny prince rides again. <laughs> so I don't want to be a guy who's got cufflinks. Sure. But if someone were to gift me some fun cufflinks, uh-huh. like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle okay. cufflinks, yeah. that's what I like. That's what I really like is the, I'm in a fancy situation, but I'm undercutting it with something fun. Oh, like, like fun, fun socks. socks. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, oh, yeah, get you a man that can do both. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Do you have, you don't have cufflinks? I don't have cufflinks. Josh, that's shocking to me. I don't have cufflinks. I also really want a tie bar because it both looks fancy and it keeps the tie kind of like what you do is you connect it, the tie to your shirt, essentially. So it's not flopping around everywhere. Well, we can get you a tie bar. That's, this is true. That's possible. Ne- uh, this month on the merch store, being earnest tie bars. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cute. Little being earnest cufflinks. With the, with the, um, the pie. And the and the okay, the I really plant, like that. All right, they are going to be very expensive to make, so it is four hundred fifty dollars a pair. <laughs> but you know, if you really care about this podcast and also you want to support it, made of solid gold, found in King Tut's tomb. <laughs> Only four fifty? That's a steal. That's a steal. Paul, well, you know what's fancy? <laughs> what's fancy, Jack? Taking comfort food and just turning it, deconstructing it, so that it becomes something fancy at a restaurant. Yes. That's really true. And now I'm going to I'm going to launch into a rant. It's because we're all just little trash gremlins. We're all just little trash gremlins. And some people pretend to be fancy and some people embrace that we're just little trash gremlins. But all any of us want to eat is Pop-Tarts and mac and cheese and hot dogs. Sure. <laughs> like we all just want to eat basic, delicious comfort food. But sometimes we like to pretend like it's nice. Rise up with me, brethren. Let's go back to school lunch. <laughs> Cavaterias, our king, Guy Fieri, will lead us through the revolution. <laughs> but yes, I think you make a really good point. So much fancy food is just like comfort food deconstructed. Yeah. Like I, uh, this is kind of chef's play on a peanut butter and jelly. But instead of peanut butter, we're using an oat puree. And instead of bread, we've created a lava. <laughs> <laughs> so 
So Josh, this is going to be a little game for us. Uh, I found a list on jetsetter.com of the 20 best comfort foods in the U.S. Okay. Which is kind of cute. This actually looks like maybe it's for people who are traveling to the U.S. for the first time. Either way, I am going to give you a comfort food and you're going to tell me how you would deconstruct it if you were a fancy chef. Okay. So let's say you're on Chopped because half the time on Chopped, they're really just making like something very basic and they give it the fanciest name. Sure. All right. So your first one is spaghetti and meatballs. So what it's going to be is it's going to be a tomato bisque. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a... a Tomato bisque with a with eighty five percent lean ground chuck, mm. where we've crafted those lovingly into they'll still be meatballs, but the tomato we're doing a play on the tomato sauce of mm-hmm. this and making it a bisque, and then um, kind of inspired by chefs' travels in East Asia, we're also gonna it's going to have a soup noodle mm-hmm. in there as well. Ooh. How whimsical. Mm-hmm. Josh, I think that sounds very beautiful. I think you have a future in designing menus. Thank you. Um, chicken fried steak. Chicken fried steak. Uh, so this one is kind of a, um, it's a panko-encrusted um, hanger. Okay. Um, with the essence of Kentucky. Sure. Kind of wrapped in it. And it's served on a bed of uh, mendoke. What? I made it up. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. But they're not going to know I made it up. Okay, uh, Josh, your next one is... What the hell are some of these? Um, Your next one is chicken pot pie. So what Chef does is they start with a a Lyonnaise pastry dough, Mm -hmm. which, as you know, actually uses mustard in part of the the dough making process it mm. make, it's it brings kind of a savory and a sweet yes. kind of take on it i love um inside we've picked a number of different greens and roots mm-hmm. from our restaurant's urban farm wow and so chef really chooses what's in season right now so in season right now we've got turnips in season, we've got carrots. We've got a couple other roots and shoots that are just going to make you rootin' tootin' excited for this for this dish. And then really the piece de resistance is that uh, we've brought in some guinea hen. Mm. And we've smoked it for 48 hours. Wow. In Chef's grandfather's smoking pit. Wow. And then br- and there's a... Uh, We've got a, a special brine, which we're never going to tell you the instructions at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that all kind of sits next to it. And so you've got the puff pastry uh-huh. next to the uh, next to the vegetables and next to a full guinea hen. And uh, we encourage you to use your hands on this one, folks. <laughs> a full 30-minute description. <laughs> I love it. I, see, I would never, it would never like flag in my head. I wouldn't be like, that's a chicken pot pie. Right. You know? I think that's going to do it for us. That's going to do it for us. As always, thank you for listening for another week. It's time for our signature segment. Earnest moment of the week. Matwa. Josh, I have a very earnest moment of the week, and it's related to you. Oh, okay. Uh, specifically, that on Friday night at 1130, I think our friend Josh had some drinks. 
Okay. Because I got a lot of texts from you. Okay. And I would say a lot of them were in French. And a lot of them were about a new Star Wars television show called The Mandolin. <laughs> it's called The Mandalorian. By the time this episode comes out, we will be very far into the season. But yes, yeah, I did. I you were I love this. I love this guy. Earnest. I love this guy and this baby Yoda. You were so earnest about it. And 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 I think then you started watching it, maybe? Yeah, I watched it. Yeah, because then I got some live feedback about it. And I loved it. <laughs> But what an earnest thing to text someone about. Yeah, right. If that's the worst that happens when I've had a little bit of wine. So uh, I get this text. Mandalorians are a humanoid species that have a particularly militant society. Think Sparta. Boba and Jango Fett are Mandalorians, as are all of the clones in the Clone Wars. And they're in the, therefore, the stormtroopers from the original series. Okay, good night. (laughs) (sighs) <sighs> I said series instead of trilogy and I'm still mad about and myself. I got I did get an apology the next morning that said I'm never drinking again how embarrassing that I called the original trilogy the original series I'm mortified <laughs> still single ladies <laughs> as always thank you to Ryan Cruz for the beautiful logo she is at RB Cruiser on Instagram and thank you to Dylan Dutch who is at Dylan Dutch on Twitter for the theme song. Um, If you have any earnest moment of the weeks or questions or want to say hello or have an episode theme idea or anything at all, you can reach us at beingearnestpod at gmail.com. We're the same thing right across Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, honey. Honestly, getting earnest moments is both makes us really happy and makes the planning of episodes way way easier yes because we forget to ask for them yeah so if you have them and in the moment send them in the moment and we'll bank them and we'll we'll use them from there also if you liked something from this episode and you have three minutes and want to log on to apple podcasts and just say that you liked this specific thing from this episode in a review we would absolutely love you for it yes it's very helpful for us and until next week just remember If you fall in love with someone, just please, please, please make sure that they are not a small woodland creature or an inanimate object. Because if they change back, it's going to get really complicated. It's going to be a whole thing. (laughs) Thanks, everyone. See you next week. Bye. Why not be earnest?